Yes, people, welcome to another episode of Chin Check. So today, looking at two events, we had um, UFC Fight Night 157, Jessica Andrade against Wiley Zhang. That took place in Shenzhen, China on Saturday. And then, because that happened, you know what I mean? It was in China, so that aired during the day. So in the evening, we had Polaris 11, which um, took place in Manchester. So, um, yeah, let's see what happened. um, Let's see what happened on Saturday, right? Well, people, um, so, yeah, we... UFC um, Fight Night 157 and Zhang is done. It was an early one this week, which is, you know what I mean? It's usually, in the UK, the European events that are the ones at the reasonable time. But China, yo, that was tight. Side 8 in the morning. Do you know what I mean? I think it was done by... Two, yeah, it was a nice one, you know. So, um, yeah, it took place in Shenzhen, uh, China, and um, I think I've heard a lot of people like saying that this wasn't a great card, you know, what I mean, that uh, you know, that like the main event shouldn't be taking place, you know, there's a lot of trash, but this was a lot of fun, it really was, Uh, we had some fun fights, so I'm gonna start on the prelims, so we had um, Jung Dae-un against Kadis Ibrahimov, Um, and this, jeez, this was a crazy fight, so just straight out the gate, Ibra Grimov, like, came out throwing, like, some crazy combinations, there must have been, like, eight punch combinations, just landing heavy on Deun, um, but, like, Deun seemed to have his composure, like, eventually he, he moved, got out the way, but, um, yeah, like, Oh man, Ibrahimov was really pushing forward and um, just trying to land heavy all the time. So I think in the in the breaks in between the crazy, Dayun, you know, he was he was throwing out uh, some punches and 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 some kicks. It was a very fast paced. Um, first round, like, the second round, like, it started pretty quick as well, but I think you could see both fighters were getting tired, you know what I mean, um, but, yeah, it it was still, ah, man, it was, uh, like, you thought with the way everything was going, yeah, like, Ibra Grimoff was probably gonna win it, because at times, Dayun looked like he was getting brutalized. You know, it looked like he didn't have much left. But so we get into the third round, and um, they were in a, they were kind of in the clinch on the fence. Both were tired. Um, Ibrahimov tried to go for the takedown, but um, Dayun just threw up a threw in a choke code. It was like a standing guillotine. And um yeah, I I think because Ibra Grimov was so tired, uh, you know, because he didn't really do much to fight the hold. So I I kind of think it was a combination of tiredness that just saw him tap pretty quickly. And, um, yeah, Dayun got the win. But it was, man, it was a crazy-ass fight. And it was just surprising with the amount of heavy punches being thrown. 
you thought one one of the guys was gonna go down. You know what I mean? You thought one would go down and it'd be done. But yeah, Dayun A comes out with a great win. You know, he had a very unexpected win as well. So the next fight, um, and that was light heavy. Um, next fight was Bantamweight, and we had Andre Sukumtuff against Sue Madajiji. Uh yeah, it's like Terrence, I haven't seen Madajiri um fight. So uh I like I think it was his UFC debut. I I can't quite remember. But it was a very um it was a very one sided fight. Man, Sukumtaf was just he 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 was one step behind all the way. Like Madajiri was quicker. He you know like the, just landing some great punches combinations. His movement was just all over. Like he Sukumtaf couldn't get near him. Couldn't get near him, and I think you you'd in this situation. Sukuntov probably should have thrown a lot more leg kicks. I think he threw out a few, but nothing to really, you know what I mean? Nothing to do any sort of impact in this fight. At the end of the first round, I think he got back to his corner and he said that his, his hand was broken. Um, so you have to give him credit to actually stay in there and, and for it to go to the decision but at no point did Sugantaf look like you know what I mean he had any sort of chance it it was so one-sided it was crazy so it was a really good display from uh Mudajiri. so uh the last fight on the um on the prelims was Park Jun Young against Anthony Fluffy Hernandez, and um, yeah, Park was, man, he was landing some heavy shots in the first round, and Hernandez didn't seem to have much in return, you know, he just didn't really seem to have anything, and you're just thinking, man, yo, this could be another good victory for, for the hometown fighter, um, now, come the second round, um, we saw a complete flip. Like, Hernandez was able to land a number of takedowns. And I think it, after the, the last takedown, Park just didn't look like he had much left in him. He, it looked like the takedowns had really taken their toll on him. And Hernandez's top game. Like... It wasn't like, you know what I mean, forensic um, ground and pound or anything like that. But I think it was just Hernandez's weight on Park. Um, just, you know, because he, Park was getting up well. He'd roll to his side and just managed to get back on his feet. So he was always able to get up. But I think it was just the toll really took it out of him. And I think it was 30 seconds left in the second round. And uh, Hernandez, he, he um, had taken Park down. And as Park was trying to get up, Hernandez sunk in an anaconda choke. And it was done. Yeah, it, it was pretty much done. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, again, if it was partly due to the tiredness, but... Um, yeah, Park Jun Young tapped, and um, Hernandez got a, a good victory, especially after the way the first round went. Okay, so we um, were on the f the main card, and so the first fight was Yaran Wu against Mizuki Inoue, um. And I'd seen Mizuki fight a few times for Invicta. And she always looked like, um, you know what I mean? She was talented. 
this was a short night a short notice fight though so she was fighting as a flyweight so 125 when i believe she normally is a straw weight um and so you know with with Inoue being the shorter fighter and um you know clearly the lighter of the two when you saw her up against Wu, it was a bit like, ooh, um, yeah, I, I I think Wu's taking this one. But, yo, Inoue, she really utilised her speed. She was very much the quicker fighter. So she was able to dart in, land like a, a one-two, move out the way. And, yeah, Wu just didn't, it was odd, she didn't really seem like, um, she was focused, you know, like, she, she didn't seem to be able to get her range together, it just all looked a bit, she looked like she was walking in water for the first two rounds. In the third round, she started to land a few punches, but I think it was, you know, it was just too late. It was just too, too little, too late. And um, in a way, got a very good decision win, you know. And it was her UFC debut. So, yeah, it was a great night for Inoue. So, um, the next fight at Welterweight, we had Derek Krantz against Kenan Song, and um, yeah, I I think Son probably took the first round because yeah, he was the faster of the faster of the two, so able you know like in your way to move in, land punches, get out the way, and Krantz was really trying to throw some heavy punches. But, yeah, Song was able to avoid them. Um, the, the second round, um, I'd probably say Krantz took it. Because in this round, he was able to land takedowns, you know. So, um, yeah, he, he was able to land the takedowns. And um, just kind of that just nullified song and he yeah he wasn't really able to do much the third round and both fighters were spent there was a good few occasions where they'd be standing like opposite each other hands on their waists sucking in the air so like not a great deal happened in the third Song probably threw the most out of the two, so he was able to take a decision win. Uh, the next fight was fl men's flyweight division, and we had uh, Mark De La Rosa against Kai Cara France. God damn it, this was a back and forth affair, man. This was, yo... This was crazy. Yeah, this was really frantic, you know. Um, I, I'd probably say, um, you know, both, both were really going for it. Both were really going for it in the first. But I think probably Cara France probably just took the first round. Because... Um, De La Rosa was really trying on a few occasions to get a takedown. Couldn't get one. Couldn't get one. Even though he was controlling Kira France against the fence. Just unable to um, take him down. Then Kira France got off the fence. And just scooped De La Rosa up. And slammed him down. So I think that was the big difference in the first round. Kara France was able to um, get a takedown. Um, in the, the second round, started pretty much the same. You know what I mean? 
both fighters really going for it. Um, like I'd probably say Dela Ross, who is probably throwing the the greater number of punches. But I think the big difference was that um, Kira France's punches seemed to be the more effective, and yo, in that regard, you know, I mean, Kira France landed a knockdown. So um, I'd probably say that he took the second round as well, um, and the third was pretty much the same, pretty much the same. But as I said, look, Kira France was landing heavier punches, and I think when the judges are looking at it, and you're seeing like Dela France's head get snapped back on numerous occasions, but you know what I mean Kira France just walking through punches. You'd assume that Kira France was winning that fight. So, um, yeah, Kira France took a close um, a close decision win. Uh, like, from a close fight. But I think Kira France, on the judges' cards, won all three rounds. But, do you know what I mean? It was a lot closer than you'd think from looking at the scorecards. It was a really good fight, though. Really good, fun fight. So we're now on the main event, and um, yeah, so this was at welterweight, and we had the long, you know, return of um, Li Jinglong against Elizu Zaleski dos Santos. God damn, I think I nailed that one. Nice, and yo, this was a. Ah, oh, this was such a good fight. Such a good fight. Like, before everything, I think, um, the talk was, because, um, Li Jinglong wasn't ranked. Uh, Dos Santos was ranked. And so, you know, go, like, leading up to this fight, everyone was just saying, yo, after this fight, Dos Santos... Do you know what I mean? He should be getting a um, you know, a top ten opponent. You know, he 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 should be like not many fights away from a title shot. Yeah, like all this talk, all of this talk. You know, because he was on, man, he was on a win streak. I think it was like a, maybe a seven fight win streak. Although it might have been more. Uh, I no, I think it was a seven fight win streak. So, yo, he, you know what I mean? He's been on a tear. Um, but yes, you know, like um, first round started, and the Dos Santos, you know, he he was utilizing a lot of movement. You know, he was um really pressing forward in the fight. Um, yeah, Jing Lang was, um, I think, like, he couldn't really be pinned down. So, although De Santos is moving forward, Jing Lang was, yeah, he was doing a great job of avoiding punches. You know, so, um, yeah, it, it, it's like, um, you know, he, he responded a lot, um, with some, you know, good shots of his own, um, and, yeah, I, I think Jing Yong's shots seem to, um, really be having a greater effect on Dasanyas, you know, that, I, that was the thing that you noticed straight away in the round, and, we were getting to the end of the first round, and uh, yeah, like Ji Ying Yong put um the Santos down with a stiff right, stiff right, and it was just like, oh shit! So um, yo, 
you know, Xing Long moved forward, but De Santos was able to get to his feet, and he he was able to tie Xing Yong up with a clinch against the fence, uh, and then the round ended. But uh, yeah, Jing Yong definitely took the first round and was looking good. It was looking good, you know. Like the second round started, and um, yeah, Jing Yong was continuing to um throw heavy shots. You know, he really started landing some real big heavy shots and Dosonyas. But um, Dasonyas was, and you know, he realised he'd lost the first round, so he's pressing forward, and um, yeah, trying to score some big shots, you know, to make the judges take notice. He was really kind of falling back on his Capoeira background because we we just see him throwing a lot of spinning attacks. You know, he was really, really pushing for something spectacular. But um, Xing Yong was like a matador, you know. He was just, yo, a big shot coming straight at him. Just a slight movement, a slight turn. He's avoided it. And, he, you know, he, he's somewhere else in the octagon. And Dosanyas, he's trying to pin him down, trying to pin him down. Just just can't. Just can't get a hold of him in there. So um yeah, it it, it it's really close. You know what I mean? But I dunno. I don't know. Like Jing Yong did a great job at avoiding anything. Um and when he did get landed upon, Dasanyos did you know, he was able to land some like some Big hooks and, and, and shots on Xing Yong, but they just didn't seem to do anything. Just nothing at all. So the third round starts, and um De Sonyas is continuing to push forward because you know he, he's probably thinking I need to get a finish, you know, because he knows he definitely lost the first. The second was so close, so you don't want to bank on that. So he's moving forward, really trying to um, land something huge. So he can, you know what I mean? He, 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 he can move in the rankings. His unbeaten record is intact. He's going for it. Just, yeah, really going for it. Um, But. Yeah, like, um, you know, he can't seem to land. Like, he throws a kick. Jing Yong catches the kick, trips him, and he um, gets the takedown. Uh, Dosonios, you know, he, he's able to get up pretty quickly. But then, in another exchange, he ends up on his ass. And it's, it was hard to tell if it was a punch, if it was a trip. But. Definitely not a good look with the judges, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, as the round is closing, the Sonyos is, you know, he's just thinking, I need to knock this dude out. So he, he's really, like, rushing forward, trying to pressure Jing Yong Yong. And um, Jing Yong Yong lands a uppercut, lands this uppercut and moves back. The Sonyos, he, he, he looks fine, then all of a sudden, his legs go. So he staggers, like he staggers back to the fence. And, um, yeah, Jing Yong Long lands, like, three uppercuts on him as the Sonyos tries to get to his feet. And then, um, as he stands up, he gets caught with three hooks, and the referee has seen enough. He jumps in, stops the fight with, I think, 10 seconds left. It was 
crazy. Because up to that point, you're thinking Jing Jing Yong has won the third round. Do you know I mean he's won the third round? Doesn't need to put himself in danger. But he was just like, yo, I smell blood, son. Let's end this. You know what I mean? If this was a computer game, you'd hear that Mortal Kombat man just be like, finish him. Yo, and that's what happened. Uh, and the crowd went crazy. You know what I mean? Oh, shit. The crowd was insane. And you're just thinking, yo, we still got the main event, people. You know what I mean? So, yo, main event. Jessica Andrade against Weili Zhang. And, um... You know, I think it was a couple of months back that Andrade beat Rose Nama Nunez for the belt. And, yo, the way she won. Because Rose was dominating in the first round. I think everyone can agree that. You know, she had dominated in the first round. Um, and then the second round, like, Rose had gone, I think, like, for an armbar or something... Um, and Andrade picked her up to slam, but Rose was, I think she, like, um, got her feet under her, and so, yeah, Jessica couldn't slam her, so then, when Jessica went for the same move a bit later in the round, I think Rose was just like, eh, whatever, man, I, you didn't, you weren't able to do it the first time, and then just get slammed on her head and knocked out, and oh, every time you, you, you see that footage, god damn it, it just makes me cringe. Because the way Nama Nunez's head hits the ground, it's like, shit, you know? Um, so, you know, like everyone knows, Andrade is a machine. And she used to fight at, um, you know, she used to fight at Bantamweight. Used to fight at bantamweight, which is crazy. You know, like 135, and now she's dropped down to strawweight. So it's just like she's slamming everyone. Yo, know, she's just walking through people, knocked out Karolina Kovacevic. So I think the consensus leading up to this fight was, yo, look, we know. Um, Whaley is on a 19 fight unbeaten run, but she's had three fights in the UFC, and yeah, she won those fights, she was very dominant in those fights, but the people she's fought before, they wouldn't have been the same caliber as the people that Andrade has fought and beaten, you know? So, I think a lot of people are thinking that, yo, this is way too soon for her. And so, um, Andrade should, yeah, take this one kind of handily. Um, <laughs> so, you know, right, Whaley weren't having that. She's just thinking, hey, I'm going to be the very first Chinese women's strawweight champion, you know. So... I think the fight starts how most Andrade fights start. You know, she just steams forward. I mean, she's just like, yo, you can't take me out. I'm coming for you. I'm like a Terminator. That's what she does. You know what I mean? And, um... Yeah, so she's coming forward, and Wei Li, she's landing some nice little leg kicks that you're thinking, hey, if Andrade doesn't check these, this might really start to pay off. You're in come the, like, the second round, something like that, you know? Um, so, yeah, the leg kicks are landed unchecked. Um, but Andrade is just like, yeah, whatever, 
You mean you can throw your little leg kicks? I don't give a fuck. I'm coming for you. And she's really pressuring, trying to throw and land a, a big punch. You know, and she's swinging with everything she has to, um, yeah, to get a big punch. And as she's coming forward, yo, Wei Li lands a right hook. The you just see it suddenly like Andrade is just stunned and so she stumbles forward into Wei Li who's got her and you you can see Andrade thinking oh maybe I can get a takedown and um Zhang ain't having it you know what I mean so she lands like three elbows three hard elbows to the side of Andrade's head then she's just like, ah, you know what? Fuck elbows. I'm going to land some knees. So she starts throwing knees. Then she goes back to elbows. And Andrade, like in total, I think she probably threw about eight knees, five, six elbows. And Andrade is all over the place. All over the place. So um, Zhang lands a couple of straight and um, Andrade goes down. So Whaley then lands like a couple of just pinpoint shots to her on the ground. The referee jumps in and god damn it. We got a new women's strawweight champion and a First female champion in the UFC, all in about, I think it was like 42 seconds. It was insane and so goddamn brutal, man. Jeez. You know what I mean? It, it was ferocious and the crowd has lost their minds, the crowd has really lost their minds, man, and then at the end of her interview in the ring with Bisbing, she's just like, you know what I mean, so the translator is in, she's done her thing, and then she asks for the mic one last time, Bisbing gives it to her, and she's just like, I'm Whaley Zhang, I'm China, and you've got to better remember me, all in English, and everyone just loses their mind even more. Man, she really endeared herself to everyone that night, man. It was insane. It was insane. And after all of that, yo, she lands one of the performance bonuses of the night, so walks out with another 50G. Shailing Young gets himself a 50G little bonus. And, um... The fight of the night was um, on the prelims. It was Hali Alteng against Dana Batgerel. Yeah. So that was a really good fight in the bantamweight division. Ended in a decision for um, Alteng. But, um, yo, this was a really fun night of fights, man. And we got a new strawweight champion. So, whoa. This division has been shook up for sure. Um, so, people. Hey, next weekend, we've got UFC 242 live from... Uh, I think it's from Abu Dhabi. Abu... No, Adu, Abu Dhabi. Ah... Yeah, I know I've said it wrong. But it's Khabib um, Nurmagomedov against Dustin Poirier. So, yo, this is a crazy fight. Co-main event, Edson Barboza against Paul Felder 2. You know what I mean? Yo, we got some fun fights on this card, man. So, hey cannot wait so um yeah remember to come back next week and we're gonna have the coverage from that fun fight card so uh yeah people i'll catch you then peace
So, not a bad Saturday. We've got had UFC Shashwan in the morning, and this evening we had Polaris, or should I say, we had Polaris 11. Um, and it was from Bridgewater Hall in Manchester, England. I only watched the main card because, um, yeah, not a fan of Polaris rules, but I love jujitsu, so you know what I mean. Had to check it out. Uh, so this was, um, like announced by um Josh Palmer and Dan Strauss, and we started off. I like this is the thing, I really. I think my favorite jujitsu rule set has to be the EBI rule set because I think when you've got the 10 minutes and then the overtime and you're only, you're not getting points for a takedown or, you know what I mean, any of this other shit, it's just submissions. It allows the fighters to really just experiment and go for it but what with this rule set he just you know because the way they did it this time was so it's 15 minutes and it's kind of split into thirds so every five minutes the judges would well supposedly the judges are selecting a winner from that five minutes which isn't a long lot amount of time, really. But also, judges didn't announce it. I'm thinking, all right, so every five minutes, it'll, you know what I mean, they'll hold up a card or something. So it's like, all right, so that person's winning, blah, blah, blah. No, didn't announce So I was like, what's the fucking point? But it means that you can get some really stale fucking fights. And that's what we got. That's kind of what we got. And some people just didn't really seem like they really knew what the fucking rule set was. It was very weird. Like the first fight was Chris Fishgold against Liam Khan. And I don't really know what Fishgold was. He didn't really go for anything. This was a weird thing. So Khan was getting a lot of um reversals he was kind of going for some leg locks and some you know a few other things fish gold he occasionally went for um a kind of a guillotine choke from top but it wasn't really like every time he went for it it was never even really there, you know, he kind of got his arms around the head, but he wasn't controlling the body or anything like that, so he never really had the, the, the you know what I mean, the, the position, the move, so it was all a bit like, what, what are you doing, and, and so it was just, yeah, it wasn't the best of fights, it wasn't the best of fights, we then had Ben Dyson against Nick Rodriguez. Um, yeah, like with this fight, Rodriguez got numerous takedowns. Numerous takedowns. He was always in um, Dyson's guard, though. Uh, so, wasn't really able to escape the guard or go for anything. But... You get the takedowns, you've essentially won. You know what I mean? You've essentially won that five minutes. So, like, Dyson wasn't going for anything. So it just meant, yeah, it was a bit of a... Again, a bit of a stale fight. Because, you know, Dyson wasn't really looking to engage. He wasn't trying to get any sort of move, occasionally he'd try and go for a Kimura that he was never going to get, 
So again, it was just a bit of a... Yeah, it wasn't a great fight. Um, it was a great fight for Rodriguez. You know, he did what he needed to do. I don't know what Dyson was doing. But then had a gi fight between Marcus Tinko and Tommy Lanka. Um, yo, this was... This was an entertaining fight. Um... Yeah, it w- I did enjoy this fight. Um, yeah, I think it makes it difficult with this kind of scoring system, though. Um, because kind of Tinko had a lot of the top. You know what I mean? He had a lot of the top game. But Lanka was going... For a lot of leg locks. So it ended up with Lanka winning. But it was. Yeah it was an interesting fight. It was more of a chess game. Than the, the previous two. So that was good. We then had Stevie Ray. Against Paddy Pimlington. So Stevie Ray UFC. Paddy is cage rage. Um... Yeah, with this fight, Paddy came in heavy. So that was, uh, you know, like it started off and you, yeah, it was a bit irritating because Paddy being heavy, you kind of figured that, like, the Stevie is significantly smaller. So you're thinking, all right, yeah, yeah it's not really gonna, uh, what kind of match are we gonna get here? Especially when you're, you know, it's getting judged the way it is. Now, Stevie was going for a lot of scissor, scissor takedowns. He didn't get any, but, um, you know, he was making the attempt and then getting back up. So, you know, he wasn't getting um, held down or anything like that. So that was kind of interesting. Um... Yeah, so I I think at one point Paddy took him down in a kind of scramble, but wasn't really able to hold him. Then, I think we were getting about halfway through, and Stevie went for another kind of scissor, looked like a scissor takedown, but it was a scissor entry. He got the leg. Um, At first, you're thinking... Like, he hasn't fully got it, but Paddy didn't pull out. So, Stevie then repositioned himself, was able to get um over the knee, uh, and then he kind of sunk in, it sunk it in. And, um, like, he kind of got, he was able to get Paddy down, and, uh, yeah, one, one on a, on a hill hook. So that was good. So I think, yeah, this was probably the funnest fight of the night so far. And now we were going into the um, the two title fights. So we had Ed- Edwin Namji against Mancha Kara. Um, yeah, this was a weird one. This was a really weird fight. So, Ed, Ed, like, for the first five minutes, Edwin was controlling. He, you know what I mean? He, he had um, Manchester's back. Uh, didn't, like, try to get in a, um, a, a, a rear naked. Wasn't under the chin, but he was trying to crank it on the chin. Um, so yeah, he didn't get it, um, Mancha then was able to escape, so you're thinking, alright, Edwin has won for the first third, so then the next lot of the fight, um, Edwin just wasn't engaging, right, so he wasn't engaging, Mancha was on his back, kind of scooting forward, Edwin was just standing, doing nothing. And so in EBI, you're forced to get down and engage. But yeah, 
not with this. And the referee wasn't, you know, encouraging him to uh, get down. Because he was standing for nearly, uh, I don't know, eight minutes. Eight minutes, maybe nine. Um, Yeah, so it was very odd. Then at the very end, Mancha got up. Edwin took him down. They got up. Edwin took him down again. But Mancha went into a... um, Fuck. Uh, I forget. Um, he, he, he did have a... Uh, the beginnings of a submission on. Um, but... Yeah, the fight went to Edwin. It was a bit weird. Because you kind of feel that... Yes, he won the first... Definitely didn't win the second five minutes. And then the third five minutes, there was a takedown. But then there was the submission attempt. So you're kind of thinking they either end in a draw or Mancha wins it with the submission attempt. But no. So Edwin is a new world, yeah, welterweight um, Nogi Polaris champion. Uh, and then the final fight was Theon Davis, the current under-55 champion against Talita Alencar. And um, I like everyone's kind of talking about this as the rematch from their EBI fight. I think it was EBI 11 where Alencar won. I think the big difference in this fight is, like, Davis... Well, firstly, Davis is now a black belt. But in this one, significantly bigger than um, Alan Carr. I, I think I remember in the EBI, you know, obviously Davis is taller, but it didn't look crazy heavier. In this one, definitely heavier. And, um, so yeah, she was always going to have top game, you know, yeah, it was kind of always going to go the way it was going to go under this rule set, and, um, it was entertaining, you know what I mean, it was kind of fast paced, there was a lot happening, Davis won, um, yeah, you know, uh, it was a weird one. It's a weird one. I just hate this rule set. Yeah, I'm really not a fan. But there was some interesting... um, Yeah, there was some interesting interactions and all of that. So, I don't know. I might watch another one. Who knows? I am a jiu-jitsu fan. I just wish that they would make some changes. But, uh, yeah... It's Polaris 11, and they did say Polaris 12 is going to be happening in November from Wales. So, uh, there you go, people. Um, Yeah, that's it for this week. Okay, people, so... We're coming to the end of another episode. There's not a lot of um, MMA news, really, to be honest with you. I mean, um, coming off his recent victory over Matt Mitrione, Sergei Karatonov is now scheduled to be fighting Linton Vassell in November in Tel Aviv, which will be um, the headline fight of Bellafor. Bellator 234. Um, As expected, I mean, I don't think this really comes as much of a surprise, but Cyborg has signed with Bellator. Um, Yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I think everyone saw that one coming. 
So probably expect to fight with Julia Budd soon. I mean, that's the only fight to make. If she's signed there, she's got to go basically straight into the championship fight. Otherwise, what the fuck was the point? And what are you all talking about? You know what I mean? So there's that. Um, and also, uh, so the upcoming um, UFC Singapore card which is taking place, um, oh gosh, I think this is, yeah, this, so this is at the end of October, uh, so, um, there's been two fights added to that card, so it's Greg Hardy against, um, Charges Danhu, who, um, last fought in the UFC in 2016, so he's been, I don't know, he's been away for a few years, don't know if that's from injury or some sort of violation or whatever, but yep, he's coming back, and Benel, Benil Dariush is fighting Frank Camoche, um, other fights on that card, Michael Johnson against Stevie Ray, Cyril Gain against Don Talmaez, Sergio Palovic against Morris Green, and it's head flying by Damian Meyer and Ben Askren. So, um, yeah, they're the current fights on that card. And I guess the only other thing is, um, so Leon Edwards, he's still trying to get that um, game-bred fight. But if that doesn't come about, he said that... Uh, yeah, he'd be interested in fighting um, Tyrone Woodley. So, uh, yeah, there is that. So, um, people, uh, we've got a lot of fights coming up. So, on Friday, we've got um, the second Phoenix Rising tournament. And then Saturday, we've got UFC 242 from, um, yeah, from... Uh, Gosh, Saudi Arabia, right? Uh, Poirier v. Um, Khabib. So, um, yeah, be back next Wednesday with all of that. All right, people. Peace.